Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. Amen. A warm welcome to Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the church gathers to celebrate the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. As we begin our Mass, we call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God, made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. For you alone, 
Almighty, ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve you in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord has been pleased to crush his servant with suffering. If he offers his life in atonement, he shall see his heirs, he shall have a long life, and through him what the Lord wishes will be done. His soul's anguish over, he shall see the light and be content. By his sufferings, shall my servant justify many, taking their faults on himself. The word of the Lord. to the Hebrews. Since in Jesus, the Son of God, we have the supreme high priest who has gone through to the highest heaven, we must never let go of the faith that we have professed. For it is not as if we had a high priest who was incapable of feeling our weaknesses with us, but we have one who has been tempted in every way that we are though he is without sin. Let us be confident then 
in approaching the throne of grace, that we shall have mercy from him and find grace when we are in need of help. The word of the Lord. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, approached Jesus. Master, they said to him, we want you to do us a favour. And he said to them, what is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, allow us to sit one at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory. You do not know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup that I must drink? Or be baptized with the baptism with which I must be baptized? They replied, we can. Jesus said to them, the cup that I I must drink, you shall drink. And with the baptism with which I must be baptized, you shall be baptized. But as for seats at my right hand or my left, these are not mine to grant. They belong to those to whom they've been allotted. Now when the other ten heard this, they began to feel indignant with James and John. So Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that among the pagans their so-called rulers lord it over them, and their great men make their authority felt. Well, this is not to happen among you. No. Anyone who wants to become great among you must be your servant, and anyone who wants to be first among you must be slave to all. For the Son of Man himself did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Every age, as you know, has its superheroes. And every age, as you know, tells tales of heroism and people of extraordinary courage and fortitude. And this age is no different. We have, as you know, those comic book heroes that tell us of people's brave actions, Superman and Superwoman and Iron Iron Man and the likes. Some people say that the greatest of all these superheroes is Batman himself. He is a man who is the highest ideals and the noblest of men. If you follow any of those comic books, you'll know that there are always the classic villain and there's always the incredible and noble and selfless hero. And the stakes themselves 
in the story are normally high, and the outcome is never inevitable. But of course, it always seems that good triumphs over evil. It's always the good person that triumphs, even to the personal cost to themselves. I suppose it could be argued that each of these stories that we very often listen to are kind of suffused with a kind of Christian message, the ultimate victory of good, the conflict between good and evil, purity of good, the corruption of evil, and that sense of redemption that comes uh, in the end. If you ever follow the story of Batman, you'll know that uh, something is being played out in that particular story, story. Bruce Wayne, the real person behind the mask, is kind of a conflicted character. We're not sure at the end what actually drives him to his good actions. Is it a spirit of revenge for his father and mother's death at an unknown hand of an assassin? Violence that very often inflicts on other characters as the hero of the piece is kind of equal to those, uh, that violence that very often is inflicted by his enemies uh, on uh, other people as well. It's kind of an ambiguous story, if you like. Some people say that in these stories there's a kind of subliminal political message as well, that in the wider conflict in the world that's being played out, nations between one another, there is a message in these stories that good always triumphs over evil. At all costs, good must triumph over evil, even to the destruction and the massive loss of life that might incur. It's kind of, if you like, a subliminal message that is being sent to us. It's not hard to believe that this is the message that itself is communicated to us, especially in the fevered atmosphere of Cold War, propaganda to persuade the masses, if you like. Today at Mass, we hear of Jesus himself also described as being like a superhero. The letter to the Hebrews describes him in these terms. He is the supreme high priest. But Jesus himself is not a superhero in the sense of those Marvel comics. We hear just exactly what kind of Messiah he is from the Old Testament, the one who is to be crushed, the one who is to be afflicted and tested, and the one who is to bear the faults of many on his own shoulders. Those superhuman, uh, superheroes that we very often hear of in those Marvel comics very often defeat their enemies. But on the cross itself, what we hear is that Jesus is utterly defeated, utterly overcome, and utterly beaten. He dies the most miserable of deaths in acute pain, and for the most part, he is alone. Those superheroes of Comic Land very often, as you know, have supernatural powers, always equal to their enemies and always stronger than their enemies. But the supernatural powers that Jesus have has is not used against anyone. He is mocked, but he doesn't mock in return. He is attacked, but he doesn't attack anyone in return either. He shoulders the cross, but doesn't threat, threaten revenge on anyone. 
His power seems solely to be in this, to be in love, for he forgives from the cross his enemies that do these things to him, and he doesn't wreak havoc on them. The other part of the story which we heard in the Gospel is the apostles themselves, James and John, also look to be superheroes themselves, in the very mode of those comic stories that we very often see or listen to. They want to be raised up in thrones. They want to have high seats in the kingdom of heaven. But the only thing that Jesus himself offers them in this passage is a bitter cup, the same cup that he himself will drink in the garden, uh, that is promised to him in the garden. And of course, he is to have a fiery baptism, and they likewise are invited to do the same. What we hear then is that they eagerly take up the invitation of Jesus to drink this cup and to have this baptism. They don't know what they're agreeing to. Jesus goes on. It's not superhuman superheroes that he's actually looking for at the end of the day. Not people who are masters of the universe, but rather what he's looking for is disciples who become slaves and servants to many. He's looking for people who love in ways in which seem impossible. Is it any surprise then that people stop following Jesus and go in another direction? Because who would want to submit to all this, this bitter cup, this baptism, this call to service in your life? What they're looking for is higher places, places of privilege in the synagogue, longer tassels and broader phylacteries. The superhero that Jesus is, is in actual fact not like any of the ones that very often are presented to us in comic stories that are so familiar to us. Jesus, in the mystery of the cross, comes to share the miserableness of human existence and to redeem it through the very mystery of the cross. Those comic heroes very often have thunderbolts coming from their hands, they have x-ray eyes, they have vehicles that carry them away to places of safety. Jesus has none of this. He submits to the cross and to the weakness that comes on him to share our weakness and to redeem it. We very often know in our own life there are very few superhumans or superheroes. There's no superman coming to save us, no wonder woman and no iron man that exists. There are just people, people who are flawed like each and every one of us. Even the people that we very often see as heroes often turn out to be flawed themselves. But in the gospel itself, Jesus maps out a way for us that's very often different from the way of the world. It's the path of a really good life. And the way that a really good life unfolds is to love in the way that Jesus himself calls us to love. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth 
of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all the ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. The psalm of today's Mass reminds us to put our trust in the Lord, and the letter to the Hebrews reminds us that Christ himself intercedes in our behalf. With confidence, then, we make our prayers and intercessions to Christ who always intercedes for our needs. That we might seek out paths of love and respect for others in our life. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who serve us in public office, that they may do so with humility and in a spirit of true public service. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those killed or injured in the train crash in, in the Punjab in India, that those injured may receive all the help that they need. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That all our people may take care of the planet that God has given to us, especially for the generations who will come after us. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who find themselves homeless as winter approaches, for safe, warm and secure places for them. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those in hospital who have asked for our prayers, for healing and strength, especially in this time of uncertainty for them. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who have died, Ida Crola, Mae Movena, Anne Ritchie, Norman Farmer and Mary Bannerman, and all those that we have been asked to remember in prayer. Lord, hear us. Lord Jesus, you are always the high priest who intercedes in our behalf. Help us to follow the path that you set before us, the gospel of your love. Place in our lives then the strength to love as you ask us and give us the grace to follow that path that you set before us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
please join in hymn number 470, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. Dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant us, Lord, we pray, a sincere respect for your gifts, that through the purifying action of your grace, we may be cleansed by the very mysteries that we serve, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father of mercies and faithful God. For you have given us Jesus Christ, and he always shows compassion for children, for the poor, for the sick and for sinners. And he became a neighbour to the oppressed and the afflicted. By word and deed he announced to the world that you are our Father, and that you care for all your sons and daughters. And so, with the angels and saints, we exalt and bless your name, and sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim.
You are indeed holy and to be glorified, O God, who love the human race and who always walk with us in the journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son present in our midst when we are gathered by his love and when, as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father, most merciful, we ask you send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the very body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread and said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, gave you thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Saviour, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand, we proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you the bread of life and the chalice of blessing. Look with favour on the offering of your church, in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ handed on to us. And granted by the power of the spirit of your love, we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. Bring your church, O Lord, to perfect faith and charity, together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, with all bishops, priests and deacons, and the entire people you have made your own. Open our eyes to the needs of our brothers and sisters, inspire in us words and actions to comfort those who labour and are burdened. Make us serve them truly, after the example of Christ and at his command, and may your church stand as a living witness to truth and freedom and peace and justice, that all people may be raised up to a new hope. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of your Christ, and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face, and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. And grant also to us, when our earthly pilgrimage is done, that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever. There, in communion with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the Apostles and Martyrs, Bride and Andrew and Margaret and Ninian and Columba, and with all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours, 
forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. Happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my room, but only say the word, and my soul shall be good.
Join in hymn number 681, This Is My Body. The second collection of today's Mass is for the missions as well. Thank you.
Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, we pray that benefiting from participation in heavenly things, we may be helped by what you give us in this present age and prepared for the gifts that are eternal. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 309, Hail Queen of Heaven. (laughs) 